Hi, guys. Welcome back to another episode of From Blended to Besties. We're on episode nine. Yes, we're on episode nine. We have a bunch of new podcast equipment. So if we sound different yes. or look like it's a hot mess on YouTube, it's because we're still trying to learn all of this. And yes. the microphones are in our faces. <laughs> yeah, this, yeah. <laughs> it's a little overwhelming. Um, I'm trying so hard to make sure I don't laugh in this microphone. I'm trying to make sure to make sure I'm not being too loud. I think we should be good. Okay. We did do a test run. So. Yeah. Yeah. Hopefully um, everything goes well. <laughs> I know. This is, this is very new to us. Um, I have Megan in my ear literally. So Literally. I feel like Tiffany is like invading my brain. I know. That's why I'm scared of laughing. Can you imagine me laughing? Girl, I already heard you laugh like three times on here. <laughs> Blow out an eardrum. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, so we did take a break last week. There was no podcast last week. Kids were on spring break. Mm-hmm. And we just weren't feeling good. So we took a break, but we're back, and we'll be back every week from now on now. Yes. Um, we have Disney on Ice on Thursday. Which I'm super, super excited about. I just saw the commercials on TV. Well, oh, really? You know, we don't actually have cable. I was going to say, but... it must be nice to have cable. <laughs> <laughs> Not on cable, whatever it was. Um, they just started popping up, and I was like, damn, wait till the last minute to be showing off that Disney on Ice is over here. Yeah, you've been before, right? Mm-hmm. I've been as a kid so many times. My mom loved going, and then we took Michael um when he was younger and he really liked it and I was like this is what I used to do with my mom and now we're just doing it I've never been it's a lot of fun you pay like 30 or 40 bucks I mean dramatic um for a snow cone but you have to because it comes in a souvenir cup and every single time I've gone I always got a souvenir cup and that's how Michael got that Mickey souvenir cup that Bryce used to use all the time oh okay um so that's like mandatory okay and you have two kids so you're welcome I get a favorite boat (laughs) (laughs) damn I'm kidding. Uh, yeah, um, I'm really excited. Is it cold? Like, should we dress? Because we're, like, pretty close to the ice. Yeah, I would bring a jacket because I don't know, you know, how everyone is going to deal with the cold. But you are just, like, if you were in, like, an ice skating arena. Girl, I don't ice skate either. Um, I would bring a jacket. I wouldn't do long sleeves because, you know, if you are hot, you're going to want to take it off. And when mm-hmm. you go into, the like, the restrooms or where you pay for food, that's going to be hot because it's full of people. But when you're closer to the ice, yeah, I would recommend maybe having some long sleeves or a jacket just in case. I'm um, excited. It's going to be a fun time. We're going to be vlogging it. Um, so if you're not following us on YouTube, make sure you are. And we are bringing our husbands. So. Yes. <laughs> it's going to be the whole family, all six of us. Um, so I'm super excited. Um, I think it's going to be fun for the kids. It's going to be a cool vlogging experience. Mm-hmm. And I just love Disney. Yeah, I love Disney too. I'm super excited. Tiffany and I are actually going to be possibly going to Disney in a couple weeks. Yes. Um, and we have, we're, we're all supposed to go kayaking. You know, if you've been listening to our podcast, we have mentioned oh, Lord. the kayaking saga for quite some time. And if you remember a couple episodes back, Tiffany was like, I'll never be on the canoe, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Guess who is going to be getting water shoes and going on the canoe with us? Um, and when I say us, I mean like me, Tiffany, and the boys like in one canoe. I Actually, just... Michael has his own canoe now, or own kayak, so he's not going to be with us. It's just me, me, you, and Bryce on the canoe. And then Travis on his own, and then Mike on his own. I love all of this, just, you know. We're going to look like little ducklings out there. We're going to have, like, the two men on their own canoe, and then, like, me, you, and Bryce, and then, like, Michael trailing behind. <laughs> it's going to be so cute. This was brought on um, me last minute. Let me forewarn y'all. Uh, it wasn't like I voluntarily was like, yes, I'm doing it. <laughs> Megan brought excited. it up, and I was like, uh. I, I got, um. I got her husband. He was the first one I went to because I knew Tiffany would say no. So I was like, hey, Mike. Oh, to get a canoe. So we got. 
I yeah, made him yeah. super jealous. So <laughs> we are all going, weather permitting, because there is supposed to be a storm coming through on Thursday, which is bringing a tiny cold front. Um, I know it's going to be rainy when we're going to Disney on Ice. I know. I saw it and I was like, no. But then again, we're going to be indoors, so it's fine. But like, no, because I, I wanted when to take a cute picture outside. I don't know. I saw 80% and then I saw the little rain droplets on the news yeah, thing. Yeah, is it like morning or is it like evening overnight? Um, we're going to have to talk to Paul Delegato because he didn't say anything. Paul Delegato. Hit your girl up. I know. Um, yeah, we'll have to look at that and see. Because if it's overnight, it shouldn't be anything crazy, but. I feel like it's going to be the whole day, you know. Ugh. Florida hasn't had that in a minute. It's about that time of year. Yep. April showers. Mm-hmm. Even though we're in March. <laughs> <laughs> we also didn't get, have much of a winter this year either. So I know. Whatever. Um, anyway, so today on our podcast, we are talking about... I'm pulling it up because I forgot. <laughs> common parenting... Oh, yeah. Common co-parenting slash parenting issues and our thoughts on it. Um, I put this topic on my phone simply because we always have people asking us what are our thoughts on A, B, and C all the time. And we're always saying, you know, we aren't sure because we aren't, we aren't in those positions or we don't have to deal with those specific situations, but I figure that we can at least give our opinions and thoughts on it um, for the people who are always asking us, because even though we aren't on, we aren't dealing with those situations, we still have opinions on it. And we've still had those conversations too. A lot of them, like, even though we decided against it, there was a point where it was brought up and we had to have a discussion, like with things like child support and stuff like that. Like Mike and I had a discussion and I can tell you, you know, like what we just, obviously we decided no child support, but Mm -hmm. You know, just things like that. We've we've had conversations about it, and but you know, we yeah. give our opinions. I brought up a good point on live yesterday that I have to bring up today if I don't forget. We'll see if I forget or not, though. Regarding the sports, like paying for sports and stuff like that. Yeah, I wanted to bring that up too. Oh, okay. So <laughs> that was the one that I was going to bring up because uh, I realized we didn't do it on the podcast. Yeah. We did it on a live. So uh, the first one that I have written down is our thoughts on fifty fifty custody. We have people all the time who are always mad messaging us Mm -hmm. asking how we got 50 50 explaining their stories of how i guess a lot of states automatically give custody to the mother and the father having to fight for custody people asking us what determines whether the father or mother should get full custody which when they ask like and i'm the one who's opening those messages i'm like i don't know like i've never been through any of that so i have no idea what determines that um not i don't think i know of any states or any specific areas that automatically award 100% 100% custody to a dad first. I I I don't I didn't even know that was a thing. I don't think it is a thing. That's I why there's so many getting 100% was a thing either. Oh, I knew that was a thing. I thought that like again, I never planned on getting divorced. Wasn't like I did a bunch of research on custody or anything like that and when it happened, you know, we just it was just quickly like, you know. Mm-hmm. And we kind of knew that we were going to do 50-50. Like there wasn't there wasn't a time where I was like, I'm getting, I'm going to fight for sole custody. Like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And he kind of knew too, like, it's just, that's just not the kind of people we are. So. And yet there's, you know, women out there who are automatically getting it or fighting to get it, to get the hundred percent custody. And it's like, but but why? I mean, I could see why in certain situations. Um, What I don't see is if the father's active, if the Mm -hmm. father's a good father, he's, you know, got a good working job or he's paying his bills and, you know, buying mm-hmm. the kids clothes and wanting to spend time with the child why he's not able to get custody yeah 
I just think it's insane. There's so many. I passed by a um, a billboard not too long ago. Um, it's basically fighting for fathers' rights for custodies. And I was like, I don't see any of these billboards for women. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's men that are, like, going through hell and back. And I, I, I don't understand it. I never went through it to even know. But seeing all these other stories of what people are saying, like, having to pay, first of all, lawyers thousands and thousands of dollars just to get 50-50 custody. And a lot of people are saying it's not common to start because usually – what my thought process is, is you start with 50-50 and then you see, like, is there reason to change it? Is there neglect or is there, you know, a parent mm-hmm. that's not capable of taking care of the child where you have to change it? But to start at 100% and work to 50-50, I think it's yeah. insane. Well, but there's a difference between custody and visitation. Yes. So if, you know, I, I think that, you know, you you should have 50-50 visitation, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, especially if you want to be in the child's life, that that shouldn't be a question. Um, from, again, I don't really know a whole lot about this because it wasn't a struggle. Like it's not something I ever really looked into because it just wasn't, not that, you know, I wouldn't love to have my kid hundred percent of the time, like I yeah. wouldn't, but it wasn't something like I even really considered too much because Mike's a, a good dad and I knew that he wanted to be in Michael's life. So mm-hmm. it was more like whatever. Um, but I, I know custody comes down to like the financials of who can take care of the kid, who's taking the kid to and from school, you know, and it's more of like, you know, who's making the day-to-day decisions Mm -hmm. and that's where the 50-50 comes in. So if mom thinks that, you know, dad's letting him watch, you know, R-rated stuff and he's six years old and Mm -hmm. she has like all these points and like things like that, like custody might differ from 50-50 and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, who were who's mom to make all the decisions herself. Like yeah. this kid too, but I don't know. I've just seen like a lot, which I learned, I, I don't remember the acronym, but there's an acronym that a lot of people use where a lot of dads just get like end of end of the week, like the weekends. Mm-hmm. Like mom gets Monday through Friday and then dads get Saturday and Sunday. And I know a lot of people personally who do that. And I'm like, but why? Like, why are you a parent enough on the weekends, but not a parent enough on the, the weekdays? I did. My, um, my custody agreement when I was a kid was my dad every other weekend. I would see my dad every other weekend. So like I think altogether it was like five days, mm-hmm. five days a month. Oh, really? Because mm-hmm. you would have Saturday, half of Sunday, and half of Friday, you know, with my dad work mm-hmm. Fridays. And I would go home on Sunday, so maybe even less than that. Yeah, we only had the summertime um, with my dad. Um, well, obviously, he was in Florida and I was in New York. So that's the only times that we ever really had. Um, but it was some only summer vacation. And I never thought anything of it as a child because I thought that's what every, everyone else went through. But um, obviously, growing up and stuff, I'm like, I can't imagine someone just parenting, like, during holidays and stuff like that. And it sucks. I just – I don't understand it. I mean, I don't really have a reason to study further into custody to even learn or figure that stuff yeah, out. Yeah, but... that's why it's hard when people ask us stuff like that. It's like, you know, it's not even like I looked into it and learned a bunch about it mm-hmm. and gave about advice on it. Like, I, I really didn't. No. So, and that's what sucks. I'm sorry. Like, I feel for them, and I think everyone should get 50-50. Um, you, you both made the child together. You should get the not time. Not everyone should get 50-50. Because, you know, Most. You have, yeah, I mean, there are circumstances where abuse and neglect and drugs and, mm-hmm. you know, like not being able to physically care for the child, you know, I mean, as shitty as it's me personally, I feel, you know, if the dad doesn't have a job and he's not able to provide, if I'm sending him clothes over there, I'm making sure I'm sending money over there to make sure the dad can feed the kid. If mm-hmm. I'm providing 90% of the financials and everything, like I'm going to have my kid the mm-hmm. majority of the time. You can have as much visitation as you'd like, yeah. but, you know, like, if I'm providing everything and 
I agree. Me personally. I definitely think, though, it should start initially at 50-50. And then you, like, determine and don't have to fight your way to get there. But you start it and then it's like, all right, now let's figure out, can you actually physically do everything that you need to? Yes, you can. All right, perfectly stay with this. No, you can't. Okay, now we're going to have to modify things. Well, when you go to court and you get divorced, you have to prove. Like, so if if you go to court you know, when you guys are figuring all this out, the judge is going to ask you, do you have a job? Show me mm-hmm. statements. And if, if dad says like, no, I don't have a job. Yeah. No, and then that house. would I'm change it from 50 to, yeah. to whatever. Yeah. So it I shows agree. that you have like that fair fighting chance, mm-hmm. um, I think would be the best ways, but I don't even know what States, like a lot of people are saying like certain States are mom friendly, mom friendly. Like mom gets the upper hand. Yeah. Like their mom, their four moms or pro moms or something. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a thing or not. I've never researched to know, but I can definitely see some states maybe preferring the mom to do the majority thing. And it's like, Mm -hmm. if you, if you want the 50, you need to show me that you deserve it type of thing. That's true. So everything goes the the other way around too. You know, if you know, you're, you know, a mom that doesn't have a job and you know, dad's got all the financials and everything, you know, I mean, I, I, I said what I said, you know, you have to prove you can be able to take care of the child or else, you know, he shouldn't be sending over clothes and toiletries yeah. and everything. Like, if you want to be a full-time parent, you got to be able to provide and be a full-time parent, friend. I feel like that would get really sticky for situations like stay-at-home moms. Like, do you go back well, to a working mom? Do you stay as a stay-at-home mom? Are you, you know, having that alimony well, to continue what to, it is? Because, I mean, like, if you got divorced, like, if I were to get divorced from Travis, I mean, how would I make money? Mm-hmm. I would, Unless I was still doing social media or something. Yeah. Like, I would have to go back to work. Mm-hmm. And then when we would go to court, I'd be like, yeah, you know, I do have a job. I've seen a lot of moms who got to be – or got – who were able to continue to be stay-at-home moms um, through through alimony. (laughs) Only fans, I can't with you. Yeah, it makes a lot of money. Which I thought was insane, but I was like, I mean, that should be a discussion, I guess, for them to – As long as you got the money to support, I mean, who cares how it's coming in? Yeah. I mean – like discuss this shit before like anything happens like what would happen if there was like a fallout or something just to make sure you're covered because you imagine try to win the lottery like that would be my end goal like just i would i'd get to win the lottery i've been trying to win the lottery for years i still haven't played yet but i've been thinking that i'll magically win somehow i know i'd be at the casino with my husband's alimony check trying to win it big uh, the next thing I wrote down is child support and paying um, stuff for the child. We were actually talking about that on live yesterday. Mm-hmm. Why were we talking about that on live? We were. Someone asked us about they were the dad didn't want to help pay for something. And oh, that the okay. Mom really wanted him to do, and we touched on. I know in our custody agreement, not that we ever have to go, you know, there or whatever. But I used the example of um, soccer. If I was like, hey, Mike, you know, like, I really want to put Michael Michael in soccer. Mm -hmm. And he was like, yeah, let's do it. Mm -hmm. And we would each pay 50-50 for Mm -hmm. soccer. Make sure it was on a day that worked for both of us Mm -hmm. or that one of us could bring it if the other one couldn't be there. You know, we'd figure it out. If I was like, hey, Mike, I want to put Michael in soccer. And he was like, "Um, I can't make it. I Mm -hmm. don't, you know, I don't want to to go to the practices or whatever. I can still put Michael in soccer, but I would have to pay for it 100% myself and make sure it's on On the days that I have Mm -hmm. Michael. So it doesn't interfere with his dad's. And yeah. I think that's amazing for custody because it gives you the freedom to do what you want to do with your mm-hmm. child and not force the other parent to pay. Um, but also if you guys come to an agreement, you know. Yeah, I've seen a lot of that when people get upset that they're like, you know, I didn't want this done. Now it's done on my week. So now they have mm-hmm. to stop what they're doing. Yeah, I don't think that's fair. Um, I brought up yesterday on live how my mom used to do it when I was younger that if you didn't help pay for it, you weren't a part of it. No, I um, agree with that too. Which I thought, yeah, that's fair. Like you can't. 
you can't enjoy the benefits of a, a situation or whatever's going on, um, a birthday party or a sports game, if you're not even putting half the monetary value in it either. Yeah. I don't think that's fair. So I think that was always a great, I don't know what you call it, lesson or example that she was saying, you no, know? No, I mean, it, it does make sense. Like if, you know, he was like, no, you know, I don't want to pay half for soccer. and But yet he's like, hey. He's able know, to go to I, the game. Yeah, yeah, I don't think that that's fair. Yeah, like, I you're agree. You're not paying for the uniforms. You're not paying for the practices. You don't get to come and watch him play. <laughs> I think that's what I told that lady yesterday. And I was like, he can't, he can't come then. <laughs> if he's yeah, not going to no, pay for it, he that's... shouldn't come. That's not fair. Like, why are you going to be there cheering and supporting, but you put nothing into it? Like, mm-hmm. no, you can Agreed. pay for your own separate sports thing that you can cheer and attend. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've seen a lot of people ask that. And I definitely agree. Um, oh, that was minus the child support, though. People would ask us about child support if we have child support or how we do that. We don't oh, have that's what it. The dad said he was like, he said, use child the child support. support money. That's what it is. I knew it was coming into one. Child support is reimbursement, friends, for the stuff that you have to put out for the kid every single day. Like, it's not for like. Someone said, what are they saying? In my humble opinion. <sighs> what do you think child support is? Because I was seeing what some people were saying child support is, and I'm like, I don't know. So, me, okay, child support. So. Again, I was only at my dad's house every other weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was, you know, using a lot of my mom's electricity. I was using a lot of her gas going to and from mm-hmm. school. I was using, you know, like I was living at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad would pay child support. And I think the child support goes towards living expenses. I think it goes towards, you know, any anything you do for the child, me eating. Mm-hmm. You know, he had, we, with my mom, my brother and I, like, that's two mouths to feed all the mm-hmm. time. And my dad was only seeing us two days a week. Yeah. So he was paying to help us live. You know what I mean? If it was 50-50 and I got to see my dad more, then I don't think there should be a reason for child support. But you're mm-hmm. supporting your children. Yeah. You know what I mean? Since you're not always with your children. Personally, for me, this is my opinion. Things like sports and stuff, like... But then again, with that being said, I don't think some people should be paying as much child support as they do. I'm amazed at how much people... But that's just my opinion. The child support that people are paying, I could just never. I told you that one person uh, on that group, she he was paying fifteen hundred or sixteen hundred a month, like it was his whole entire paycheck, like not even a portion, his whole entire paycheck to child support because he had three three um children mm-hmm. with um his ex, and I was like, that's insane. Yeah. But some lady was saying when we were on live, she was talking about, she's like, yeah, I use my child support for like rent and bills, and I don't have anything left over for anything else, and I was like. I don't know if you would use it for rent because you also have to like keep in mind like separate the child support from like you're like don't live in a house that you can't afford without child support because mm-hmm. that's not like the smartest way to use child support. That's yeah. supposed to be like for the child's half of everything. The child should not be using it, it's me oh, hitting it's the thing. Me. I know I'm so sorry. I'm like, what is that? <laughs> it's me. <laughs> um you see me over here struggling. I know I'm watching you <laughs> look everywhere and it's you. me kicking the thing. I can't with you. Uh but um, when she was saying, like, rent and stuff like that, I'm like, you shouldn't really rely. Like, it should be for groceries, yes. Make sure the mm-hmm. child is fed. Make sure the child is clothed. Um, make sure you have gas to take the child to anything that needs to be done. But it shouldn't be covering your whole entire yeah, rent. no, it absolutely does not. And like I said, it's like a reimbursement. So when you go out and buy school clothes for your kid, like – And it should be half. Like, he's supposed to technically be paying for half of it and not the whole entire have, thing. Yeah, yeah. It, yes, exactly what she just said. Um child support when you school clothes come around he's paying you mm-hmm. you know like it should not be paying for your cell phone bill for yeah. you to get your nails done you know like 
for things to reimburse the, the living of the child. Their, yeah, their portion as if you were still together. Yes. And he was having to share in the responsibility of having to yes, pay for the child. Exactly. Um, but yes, I I was just stunned by how much people are paying for child. I've seen some people pay like $200 for child support, which I get, you know, it's a small amount mm-hmm. here and there, but $1,600 a month. I'm like, what? Like, Mm-hmm. And I even creeped on them because I was like, are they living a lavish lifestyle? Like, you know, I get how celebrities charge so much more because you have to keep up with the child having the same lifestyle, whatever. Mm-hmm. But I was like, damn, that's a lot of money. I know. Like, what are you also have to be reasonable? Like, you shouldn't expect because people were saying um, they want their child to have, like, the best things or whatever with or without their ex-significant other. But it's like, you should not be using child support to buy, like, name brand everything. Like, you really are taking advantage of that. Mm-hmm. And something if something ever happens, like an emergency situation where you're going to need that money for your child, you're going to be stuck. And you are not going to be going to the judge and be like, well, I spent all my money on Nikes and Adidas and mm-hmm. now he has a broken leg and I have to pay for this. Like, you have to be a little bit smart about it and don't take advantage of it. Again, I do want to say before people come for us, we don't do child support, so we no. are pretty ignorant in the whole thing. This is just our opinions. Yeah. You know, because we grew up with parents paying ch- child support. We did. Um, we don't do child support, but this is just our opinions. Yes. I don't want to anger anybody who's going to come for us. <laughs> uh. You wouldn't be the first ones. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But you really – no, I'm not kidding. You really wouldn't be the first ones. Um, no, I'd be curious to see what people think is reasonable child support and what they actually do use it, it for. Um, because it is scary to see how some people – and obviously it's – the issue is the – the people who abuse it and use it the wrong way Mm -hmm. make it such a negative thing for the people who actually need it. So I actually looked up what child support is for. And I'm going to give y'all the Google definitions. It's not mine. (laughs) Google definitions. It says to cover basic needs of a child, including food, housing, and clothing. On another website, it says to maintain child's living standard and ensure all our basic needs are covered. And the last one is to ensure both parents, regardless of the relationship with each other, financially support their children to their best ability. Okay. So that does not say anything about nails and, you know. (laughs) Yeah. And it also doesn't even, like, specify an amount or percentage or anything. So it's very Mm -hmm. rare. Rare? Varied? In different areas. Yes. Um, Can you hear me? That's what I was feeling. I was nervous for a second. I can hear me now and I can hear you. I can hear you. This is new for us. (laughs) We take a break. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the next one, um, we can, like, put them together, is talking about the child having trouble adjusting and high-conflict baby mamas. Um, I feel like a lot of people see the child having trouble adjusting as I'm doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, Or the scenario that we had someone bring up recently of if the child is wanting the parents together, like, they must not like me. Yeah, we we had a girl reach out who's – I don't know if I should say her name or she wants I wouldn't, to say her name. Just in but case. girl, you know who we are. We love you. <laughs> um, she reached out basically bringing a she, – she was asking how would we handle the situation. Mm-hmm. And I told her that we kind of did go through something. Mm-hmm. Um, the question was directed more towards Tiffany, but Tiffany was sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> wow, way to call me out. And so – That is um, true. She was basically asking – she has a daughter who's about – she's in kindergarten. I think she's grade. like five or six or yeah. something. Yeah. Maybe not even that old. Maybe she's going into kindergarten or something like mm-hmm. that. Um, and she has known her since she was one mm-hmm. and has been saying things about like my mom and my dad are going to get back together. Mm-hmm. I wish they were married and things like that. And what I said to her was it's age – you know, like, 
Michael went through that. Was that yeah. your stomach? That's no, your I thought that was you, girl. No. <laughs> <laughs> I said I wasn't going to laugh on here. Sorry, uh, I heard someone's stomach or something. Yeah. Oh, my God. I thought that was you. You're looking at me like. I knew I was like, damn, vegan. <laughs> I ate before I came here. I brought you lunch. I can't. Anyway, Michael did go through something like that. But again, you know, Tiffany has been in Michael's life since Michael was three. So he doesn't really remember too much of life without Tiffany. He was also kind enough to include me. Like, he wasn't like he wanted you guys together. Like, he wanted you guys together. But I was also allowed to live in the house as well. Yeah, that's that's what he said. And it was 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 one big happy family. (laughs) Yeah, what I told her was it's not that she doesn't want you in the picture. But kids are starting, especially at that age, they they see nuclear families. They Mm -hmm. see, you know moms and dads get married and have a baby and they're together, you know, and you know, why isn't my family like that? So it's more of, you know, we're supposed to be together. And, you know, I explained it to Michael, you know, Mm -hmm. you know, if if daddy and I were to get back together, you know, you, Tiffany wouldn't be around anymore. Right. Yeah. And the look on his face was just like, what? And I was like, yeah, you know, like Travis wouldn't be living with us either. Like you would lose your step parents if me and daddy got back together. And, you know, it it wasn't that, you know, he didn't want you or he didn't Mm -hmm. want Travis. It's just, they're starting to like piece little things together and you know and it's, it's also hard a, for them to understand a child trying to make like trying to like solve a problem they're like yes. you know why go to two houses if we could just all be in the same house together mm-hmm. and then it's like oh problem solved without truly understanding what's happening behind yeah, the scenes like, let's all just be one big happy mm-hmm. family and live together and it's like they think it'll they be don't easier understand mm-hmm. you know like why this is happening and they just see little clues and things and like you said like try to like yeah so it wasn't against you know especially when they're going through the moments of like missing the parents or you know sometimes when the parents are like i'm gonna miss you and like i'll see you in a week they're like why like we could just all be in a house together and i'll be better (laughs) so um definitely trying to understand that it's not a you thing oops i'm trying to get my back hurts i'm like trying to sit back (laughs) trying to understand that it's not a you thing it's just a child trying to understand and like for michael example the the more the years go by, the more he really does understand and mm-hmm. he's able to really get to know what a divorce is and how, like, we're trying to do the healthy divorce and healthy co-parenting. But when you do have a child that's, you know, three, four, or five, they're not going to understand. And they're going to say things that they don't know is hurting you. And I think that's the hardest thing that a lot of people, especially mm-hmm. step-parents, have to deal with is, like, when Michael would say, if he wanted you guys together – or if he was at our house and he's like, I really miss mommy and stuff like that. Like not to take it personally. Yeah. Like he's just saying it because it's at the top of his head. He's not understanding how it's going to impact anyone else. Um, and I see a lot of people are like, he said this and it hurt my feelings. And it's like, yeah, I can hurt your feelings. But like take it with a grain of salt. Like it's just a yeah. four-year-old and they don't mean anything besides, you know, genuinely just missing their parents and trying to deal with their own emo- emotions of like after a divorce type of situation. Yeah, I remember – you know, when Michael was little and he would say stuff like that to me, you know, and I would be like, no, you know, daddy can't come home with us mm-hmm. or no, you know, he would lash out at me and be like, you don't like daddy and, you know, attack me and make mm-hmm. me try to seem like, like you're the bad I guy. I was the one who didn't want his dad around. And I'm like, buddy, like, and it, it, he's four, like, mm-hmm. you, know, you can't rationalize yeah. a four year old. But at the same time, you know, it was also kind of a blessing because kids that are four and five years old don't need to know all about your divorce yeah exactly (laughs) to sit down and explain and be like this is why daddy and i don't live together they don't need to know all of that so it's bittersweet that he didn't know enough Mm -hmm. to not you know pick sides or Mm -hmm. anything like that at that age and even when they're older like you know it's 
he looks at us now and it's not like, oh, you know, my parents fought. And all. Like when he hears these stories, like if he's in the other room talking about like, you know, us talking about anything we're talking about, he doesn't even know yeah. because we didn't discuss that in front of him. It's none of his business. I know when we talk about like how it took us four years to talk and stuff like that, he's like looking like, I thought y'all always oh, talked. Yeah. <laughs> <And> he's like, <laughs> what? Uh, which is good that it's obviously we, we helped we handled it in a manner that he didn't affect it, not even to know that we never really did talk the first four years. And he is oblivious to that. He thought we were always good from the beginning or at least, you know, spoke to each other or whatnot. Um, but definitely not taking things too personally. And then as far as the high conflict, so many people message us about what do I do in this situation when she's being this way or I have a high conflict baby mama and I don't know what to do. I said it time and time again, but we're going to say it on this podcast. You cannot help those who cannot be helped. Like the people who are not willing to be reasonable, understanding, consider healthiness for the sake of their child. There's nothing we can tell you to help make the situation better, unfortunately. Yeah, it it sucks. And, you know, being a baby mama, me, I mean, here's I with you. You had to really, you really had to explain that. I'm just saying, I I see you, baby mamas, you know, Uh your girl's here. I see you. Um... I'm going to give, you know, some, you some advice. If you're going through a divorce and you follow our podcast or, you know, your ex-husband's about to start dating or whatever, you got two choices when, you know, you guys split up. You can either choose to be bitter and nasty, but remember, if you go that route, it doesn't matter how you guys broke up. If he cheated on you, he robbed you blind, whatever. The fact of the matter is you got to look at the facts. He's going to move on. Mm -hmm. You're going to move on. And once you realize that, that you guys are both allowed to move on, regardless of, you know, what happened in the past, you got two choices. You can either go at it. No one says you got to be best friends with him. Okay. But you can go at it in a nasty manner because you're mad at him or her or whatever, or you could go at it with an open heart because it's going to affect the rest of your life. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you could go and let it go and, you know, be not be a friend, but you know, my thought on it is like genuinely i know it sounds corny as hell but like treat your ex-spouse the way you want to be treated because if Mm -hmm. you're a nightmare to deal with there is going to come a time and a day where you're going to need something and you are not going to like being treated the way you treated them like just consider that and not everything has to be a fight yes you're everyone's going to move on and you're going to need to co-parent with them at the end of the day Mm -hmm. you know what I mean and you can either choose to be nice and have a decent relationship and get to know the people who are raising your child half the time or whatever the custody agreement is get to know them be involved you know have open good communication or you can be better and nasty and high conflict and then you won't know jack shit about what's going over there yeah you know what I mean Mm -hmm. I think that's what I meant to say before um but you you can't hold on to stuff and I know you know oh he that's what we hear all the time. He cheated on me. He did this. He did that. And it's like, I know it, it sucks. I'm sorry that you're going through that. But that has nothing to do with the child the child, mm-hmm. and what you're having to go do now, which is co-parent. Like, I'm sorry, but that's between you and him. That has nothing to do with the child. And that's a big thing to remember. Like, if you're upset because, you know, your, your ex-spouse did whatever, you know, so-and-so um, behind your back or to you or whatnot, 
you made a decision with this and y'all divorced because of that. That means Mm -hmm. you ended it. Like there's no reason to harp on it and continue on. Now you're doing the co-parenting thing. Whatever happened in the past is done. Like you made a decision and did the divorce for that reason. Mm -hmm. Don't hold that on them for the rest of their lives because. You know, it's not your problem anymore. Yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. You walked away from it. It upset you and you showed them that you were done and you're done. Like be done. Let it go. Um, And just seeing so many people talking about high conflict and all the different scenarios, like stop trying to control a different house that you don't have a say in because it's no one's going to listen to you and you're only stressing yourself out. Yeah. And you're just causing problems. So now not only are you pissed off because A, B, and C, you can't control what's going on, but now you have no idea what's going on over there because no one's going to be open and honest with you and communicate with you if you can't be communicated with. And now you look like the bad guy and like, you're just going to be the, the, not the joke, but like you're, you're the, you're on the negative side of it. Like he's going to be seeing like, he's, maintaining a healthy co-parenting relationship and doing what's best and you're the bitter person here mm-hmm. harping and ruining things but for you. We moved on too quick. That's what we hear all the time too. If you're divorced, honey, you don't get to decide how quick someone else moves on. I know it may hurt and it may suck, but you don't get to decide how quickly someone else can move on. Yeah. He could get married two days after you guys get divorced and that's none of your business. As long as, well, I don't know about that because you'd be involved in the kid and all that. Yeah. Also, a lot of people talking about... um I've seen a lot of stepmoms, you know, with the whole drop-off issues and people trying to be able to do something in place of the the dad or whatnot and not a lot of um, ex-spouses being okay with it. But also, like, when they go to the judges and the judge is like, you can't control mm-hmm. who that, that person is. Just like, you know, when a mom needs help and they contact a friend or a family member to help out with the kid, if that person is the stepmom, you have to be okay with that. You can either fight tooth and nail to go to court and you're just wasting your money for no reason – or maybe try to just be respectful and be like, okay, as long as she's protecting my child and making sure the child is, yeah. you know, safe, talk to her, get to know her, like at least have a reason to not like them and be okay with them picking yeah. it up, picking the child up before you come to those conclusions. But you really can't dictate what whole, happens in the other house. Yeah, and that's a whole thing too. I mean, if you decide to not be high conflict and you decide to be open and, you know, reasonable – you'll get to actually know the other person and then you'll feel better Mm -hmm. when your child's over there and you'll have more trust and, you know, whatever. And they'll be more receptive to whatever you have to say. Like if something is going on, like, you know, they're letting your kid eat, say up till midnight every Mm -hmm. single night on a school night. If you guys have that basic respect and communication, you know, you could talk and be like, hey, you know. Like, yeah, let's let's, change that. Let's tone Mm -hmm. it down a little bit. It seems to really be affecting him in school or, Mm -hmm. you know, whatever. And it's better than being like, oh yeah, you guys are talking rather than, you know, being all crazy and then be like, you need to go Yeah. And then I'd be like, fuck you, bitch. You're like, I'm not listening to you. I You're crazy. <laughs> I saw someone message us a long, a long time ago at this point. She was saying how, I guess, the the baby mama was um, talking to her nicely to her face but always bad-mouthing her behind her back. She's like, Ooh, what girl. should I do? I'm like, as much as it so- sucks to be bath- bad-mouthed behind your back, be grateful at least she's putting on that face of being kind and respectful mm-hmm. in front of the child or whatnot because she's at least – half-assing and trying but at least she's doing not bringing the drama in front of the child yeah and that's all you can ask for i'm like if she is bad-mouthing you behind your back then it's up to you to also be kind when the child is present but maybe don't talk to her about things that you wouldn't be okay with and you know keeping those boundaries of like okay this isn't someone i should confide in but this is someone Mm -hmm. that i should be respecting because they're respecting me back at least in front of the child i would take a step back in that friendship relationship and then just maybe just oh, that give, ain't no friendship well not a friendship I don't I don't know how close they were but yeah if they were you know talking and texting and whatever and then you know she found out she was whatever yeah. it was I would take a step back and just give information on a need-to-know basis yep. and then just be nice 
face to face. And then, you know, if they, she tries to be all buddy, buddy and, you know, whatever, I'd just be like, be very careful. Yeah. You have to kind of work around it. Um, but at least she's not yelling out, you know, at you in public, like other people could be doing. So I feel like take the little positives with you. Um, but unfortunately when we do get people who ask us for advice to help out, if they're just not willing to understand nothing we can say or do, none of our videos will help. Some people are just ignorant and very close-minded and you just have to protect your own sanity and your own mental health and still love that child and be there for the child with with realizing that you have to cut the losses of trying to be kind and am- was it how embarrassing <laughs> with the with the ex um so yeah yeah i agree that's good advice <clears throat> that's the last one that is we have a couple of other different topics but i think we should be doing a part two because we get the same comments over and over with that we, we can kind of just clump them together without being too specific um, like we said in the beginning, we don't deal with any of this. Oh, a lot of, let me really quick. A lot of people would ask me on the stepmom group that I'm with. They're like, tell me your secrets of like how you have your 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 relationship with Megan. And I was like, I don't have a high conflict person. <laughs> That's how it was. I don't know like how to explain it. I was like, I just don't have a crazy person in my life. So it makes things easier. That's true. It could have been. One of us could have been. I know. It would have been you. It would have Girl, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been me. I don't know. It depends on the day. Yeah, we both can get a little fiery. Um, yeah. I mean, I would love to do a part two. We do get asked of a lot of things, and a lot of people, you know, how do you guys have this perfect family? We don't. Um, but we've all just really, all four of us have really put in the effort to get to know each other mm-hmm. and kind of understand our own personality traits and who's like who and what's like what and how to approach things. And we just know. I can't hear myself. Hello? Yeah, I can oh, hear I can. you. I just took, it was hurting my ears, so I took it off, and I couldn't hear myself, and it was like a whole thing, but anyway. Um, so we kind of just know, like, how to approach things, I feel yeah. like. Certain things I'll go to Mike and say, certain things I'll go to you, certain things, same thing with Travis. I found out with the whole motor thing. We'll have to do a part two <laughs> and explain it. I see that the camera's blinking like it's about to die soon, so. We're going to cut it short. If you guys do want to see us a part two, send us a DM on Instagram and give us um, additional questions that we can work into it. Mm-hmm. And we will catch you guys on the next one. Bye. 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 What the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>